everyone has the thought process that people plan suicide for months, for days, write a letter, whatever. Now it's, it's that perfect storm. Yeah. When everything is so overwhelming to you, you just say, I give up. Yeah. I give up. Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. All right, ladies, today I am here with Stacy Oldham, and we are going to talk about trauma to triumph. Stacy's going to share three different traumas that she has experienced and how she has found triumph through these traumas. Stacy, thank you so much for being here today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Well, thank you, Nikki Deaton, for having me. Um, I am a single mom of three kids, uh, Mallory, Molly, and Matt. I live in Fishers, Indiana. Um, I think one of the things to know as we go forward in, in telling stories and things is that I have had multiple sclerosis for 37 years, diagnosed at age 20. Um, so I've done anything from uh, my background is organizational change management. I, I work for Lilly. I work for an airline. I've worked for a lot of different people, but at this point in time in my life, um, I'm home with the disability and I help others um, and advocate for disability. I was just recently selected to be one of the board members for the Fisher's Advisory Committee on Disability. Uh, that's a voting member. So I try to advocate and spend my time that way. I've also written a children's book called Sammy and the Snowbot. So that's a little bit about me um, and what I've done and what I'm doing and hopefully helping others as you do, Nadine. I love this. Um, well, let's dive into our topic, which is trauma to triumph. Yes. Trauma to triumph. I love this concept. So why don't we dive right in? Okay. And okay. let's talk about what does that mean? And how has that looked in your life, Stacey? Well, I can tell you that just in the last five years, um, and I think for many people through this COVID timeframe, but, um, you know, to start back in 2017, I, I'm not alone in this and that I had a husband who cheated on me. And um, to understand the, the depth and breadth of that, I've known this man, uh, 30 years we've been married. I'd known him as my only uh, person I'd ever dated since I was 15 years old. So, um, but my children came and had found that he was doing the cheating. And um, so, you know, that brings upon you a sense of trauma, like, okay, obviously I'm not going to stay in this marriage. What am I going to do financially? I thought this man loved me. I must be a terrible person and look fat and look ugly for him to have cheated. All of those thoughts start coming through your head. And um, there's just a whole trauma that happens to your body as well. Um, uh, just like most others, I lost a lot of weight. 
Um, but I think that the story I'd like to share out of this was just a couple of days um, after I learned of this and he had removed himself from the home. I was driving down the road and I was running an errand, had to get something, I believe it was in Lowe's, um, and there was a stoplight. And a lot of us listen to Christian radio and I was listening to um, someone speak. It was a woman who had been through some kind of um, difficulty and just wanted to take your fist back at this person who um, had hurt her and harmed her. And I thought, oh gosh, I can relate to this. I can relate to this. I really want to take it out on somebody. And my tears were streaming down my face because I, I could really relate. And then all of a sudden up comes, um, you know, the verse or the thing that she was talking about. And she said, but revenge is mine, saying the Lord, you know, it's not up to you, basically, it's up to the Lord to take control and to deal with this, and um, the bigger thing in that, in that was um, at the stoplight, and in front of me, as I looked up, you know, and I'm got the tears still streaming down my face, uh, I got a God wink, and that was that the car in front of me had the license plate that said trust, license plate uh-huh. trust, and so I'm just, I, I just like, okay, yeah, I see you. I see you. Yeah. And at that moment, you know, there was a lot more peace about it. Like, okay, I'm going to be all right. Not that I didn't trust you before Lord, but now it, it, it just literally smacked me in the face. So yeah. that's just one thing of tra- um, trauma that I've been through in, in the last several years. Um, but I think many of us as women have, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Stacey. And, you know, that is such a hard season to walk through when you find out when your world really falls apart, Mm -hmm. when you find out that your marriage or, um, you know, the person you've trusted has betrayed you. Betrayal is such a devastating experience. Um, And it's interesting. Something you said was like, you made it about yourself, right? You're like, well, I must not be good enough or I must be too fat or too this or too that. Right. Right. And I think we tend to do that as women, right? We tend to say, well, this is my fault. And this is about me. When in reality, a lot of the things that people do is really just about them, right? right. It's their own (laughs) woundedness. It's their own things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love that uh, you shared that because I think that is very common. And then I think the other part that you share that I love is when we have anger or resentment or frustration towards others, just that concept of like, the revenge is not mine to take, like the revenge is God's, right? It is Mm -hmm. his job to judge. It is his job to punish. It is his job to discipline. And I think sometimes we want to take it into our own hands, right? And we want to punish, or we want to take out our anger on others but if we can just trust that God's going to handle it and that That's we right. don't have to, we can have a lot more joy and peace than if we sit and let the anger fester. So I love that he showed that to you. How perfect was it that it was on a license plate in the car in front of me? There's no mistake yeah. that he was speaking loud and clear to me in that moment. And um, I've still got that picture of that car. And I, I always wanted to know who is that person? Who is that person? How did he just happen to put that car right in front of me at that moment? Yeah, so, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I want to hear more. I want to hear more about trauma. I want to hear more about triumph. Just we, we'd yeah. love to hear yeah. another layer of anything you want to share. Well, um, 
you know, when you're suddenly single and um, you're out there and you think, well, gosh, I haven't really ever dated anybody. The first thing you go to and the last thing they tell you to do um, is to start dating, right? Go out on the dating apps. So I formed all of this group of, I call them my earthly angels um, and accountability buddies and that we weren't supposed to date and we weren't supposed to do this and we weren't supposed to do that. And, and I'm thinking, talk on it. I've, since I was 15 years old, I've had never had anybody pay attention to me like they do when you're dating someone. So I went out on a dating app and that's where, um, trauma number two came, um, I really didn't know what I was doing. And so at a five o'clock on a, just a simple Sunday afternoon, I texted with this person and then talked to them on the phone and um, just, oh, let's go for a quick dinner and meet each other. Um, well, I didn't understand all about these apps. They're again, not knowing uh, what to watch out for, you know, you would think I have common sense, I'm college educated, but I also have trusted somebody for 30 years of my life, right? I'm a loving person. I think everybody's good. Yeah. Well, at this restaurant, um, my drink was drugged. Wow. And this particular person uh, took me across from that restaurant to a hotel in Noblesville, and I was raped. Wow. And I... I don't remember much about it other than I did make it back to my car and somehow made it home. And this is just five o'clock on a Sunday. Who would have thought to have been harmed in such a way? Um, so for those women who've ever been raped, I waited and um, I was in shock. It took me four days to know that there was something wrong uh, with me physically based on this having happened. Um, I wish that I had gone immediately to someone to say, this happened to me, this was wrong, because yeah. something could have been done. And the man is still out there. Yeah. The man wow. is still out there. Um, and that scares me. But I got interviewed by police. I was um, paired with a, a very um, great organization uh, called Prevail, and that's in Noblesville. And, you know, being in trauma, what I learned is you develop trauma brain. And in trauma brain, you make decisions you wouldn't normally make, but it's your trauma brain doing that. It's like a, a, a knee-jerk reaction to everything. So I learned why I did what I did um, to get myself in that position, not turning to those earthly angels, not telling them what, you know, and, and not doing those things. And I learned that, yes, it could have been prevented, but I can't shame myself because I didn't deserve what happened. Mm -hmm. but, I, but I do say that, you know, if that ever happens to you, 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 you there's obviously things you should do to watch out for it. Um, but there's obviously things that if it did happen, let's bring this person to justice. And I only wish I could have with this one, the, the prosecutor would not take the case didn't have enough evidence on my part. So how do you make a triumph out of something like that? Well, you talk to those earthly angels and you gather them around you and say, you know what? I'm going to call on you more often. I'm going to find those times when I really should trust in you 
to be there with me because I'm not trusting myself to do that. So I think that out of that tragedy that happened to me, I'm able to see that there are always, no matter what it is, whether it was being raped or anything else, people that you should surround yourself with, that you know in those times that you're struggling, you can turn to no matter what. And I do, I do, I have that group of people. That's beautiful that you have that. And, you know, I, there's a couple of things that came up for me as you were sharing. Um, the first thing is the shame piece. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes things happen to us that are not our fault, but we carry the shame. Yes. And then that shame keeps us stuck and keeps us sick. And that shame is not from God. There is no condemnation in God. That's right. Um, but we forget that. Right. And then the other thing is like, sometimes we do things that are our fault and we carry the shame and we let that keep us stuck. And there is no shame that is not from God. And there is no condemnation from God. And so, you know, if you're listening right now and you are carrying shame, I really want to invite you to release that and to let that go and to forgive yourself and to step into um, step into freedom, step into kind of like almost like a refresh, a reset. Correct. And then I love what you said of, you know, how do you take a trauma like that and turn it into triumph? And what I heard you say is you learn from it. Yes. That's what I heard you say, is you say, okay, how do I learn from that so it doesn't happen to me again? Or how do I learn from that so so I don't make the same mistake, right? And your learning was, um, I'm going to rely on my community more. I'm going to reach out to community more. I'm going to do this differently than I've done it before. Mm -hmm. And that's so wise. And I'm going to listen to those who've come before me who know that dating right out of (laughs) a breakup after so many years, boy, that seems exciting. You're going to get out there. You're going to know. And and you really can cause yourself more harm than good. And that's the reason that people warn you. So I'll be the umpteenth person you hear that from, but it's because I have an example of it that I think many, many women um, fall into just because they want to be loved. Yeah. Just because you want to know I'm still lovable. I still have somebody who needs me, who wants me, who sees me as beautiful. Because it's the first thing that person is going to say to you if they want to date you. It's also the first thing that a person who has ill intentions is going to say. Sure. And, And I think at the core of all of that is we are looking for validation in the wrong places. That's right. Right. So at the core of that, it's like, well, I need validation from this random person so I can feel good about me. But I think I think the answer is getting fed from the right sources. It's getting validation from God and knowing what God says about us. It's it's even like how I feel about me and getting validation from Mm -hmm. myself and going, what do I need to feel good about me? Because when I feel good about me and I know what God says about me, then I don't need anybody else's validation. That's right. And, and poor self-esteem is the first thing that comes out of divorce. Very poor self-esteem. And yet we're wonderfully and beautifully made. And 
we have to keep telling ourselves that. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, God says we are his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Almost right? certainly. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I love what you said about like this wisdom. It's like seeking godly wisdom. It's like, hey, why don't I listen to the people who went before me who's who've experienced this? Right. Right. Um, And I think sometimes it is it is so wise of us to go and seek wisdom, to ask people who've walked before us for advice, Mm -hmm. uh, because Mm -hmm. that could save us a lot of heartache. It can. It can. And um just knowing those people have been there before. And I will say a couple of the women were pur- purposeful living women yeah. and they did invite me to your organization. Yeah. They have stood with me through all of this that I've been through. Um, and I trust them. I trust them implicitly mm-hmm. to, okay, <laughs> here we go again. Um, am I thinking correctly? Do I, you know, and, and vice versa. Vice versa, you know, I think that's that's why this organization is such a, a perfect thing for so many women is we don't know who to turn to. And yet we all are in this group supporting one another. It's a perfect place. To and we do need community. So exactly. ladies, if you're out there and you're isolated and you don't have supportive, safe community, I want to invite you into ours. You can go to purposefullivinginc.org and we have all different ways that we can support you. Okay. And we love you right where you are. Um, Stacey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry for what you've walked through, but I'm just so grateful that you've been able to take your traumas and turn them into triumph. Um, is there anything more that you want to share any other traumas or anything else that's kind of coming up for you that is in alignment with this topic? Well, you know, there, there are a couple of things. Um, I, I know, um, the third one here that I'm going to say is very difficult. And that is um, my divorce was finalized um, in February of 2018. But mine was such the divorce that it doesn't end um, because someone never followed the, the things that were signed in court. Um, he left his children behind. You're dead to me the worst statement that anybody could ever have said. He found a new life. So on one of the days um, when it was really a hard day where he had left things behind for me to handle, I saw my financial world crumbling. And I had a lien put on my van. My son has a chronic illness um, that we are just, this is one of the, the triumphs, we are just finding out what the diagnosis of this rare condition is. Mm-hmm. So every day of his life, he's in bed with a headache and stomach pain. He's a, te- a teenager and it's horrible. It's horrible. So that was horrible that day. The lean on the car, the fighting with other people, a significant other that I'd hoped in my life. Yeah. And by the end of this day, you know, you call this the perfect storm. And I will say again, trauma brain kicked in. Yeah. yeah. Logic went out the window, but I just wanted things to be done and over. And I had had a, a surgery and the um, a couple of months prior to this happening, and I had oxy in my cabinet. So if anyone out there has old medicines in your cabinet, throw them away because I took them. Mm. I took them. 
and I nearly took my life. And you took them with the intention of, I just want to end the pain. Yes. Yeah. And ideologically, that is not something you do. I know it's wrong. So why did I do it? Everyone has the thought process that people plan suicide for months, for days, write a letter, whatever. No, it's, it's that perfect storm. Yeah. When everything is so overwhelming to you, you just say, I give up. Yeah. I give up. I'm very fortunate that um, my son found me soon enough and um, the person I was fighting with found me soon enough. And I was able to, to take a break. That's the other thing I hadn't done through all this trauma, through all this stress, through everything, is to say, you need to care for yourself. Yeah, you need to take that time and find peace for yourself. Yeah. So that week in the hospital was that for me, and um, I can't say how much brighter I came out, um, feeling that okay, I did that. It was wrong. And again, you can shame, you can blame, you can go after yourself for that. And I had mm-hmm. people do that, and they're not in my life anymore they're not in my life because they couldn't see that they saw me as selfish oh you did this you know didn't you know you had a son to leave behind you had this you had that yeah yeah I did right so why but I I came out with um needing to have more counseling time for me needing to have medication it's okay and needing to understand that mental health is physical health. Yeah. And I was trying to hold together something that I have no idea how I did it. I never lived in food pantries. I had never done this kind of thing. I had never thought about losing everything I owned. Yeah. All because of something I couldn't control. Yeah. But you know what? Freaking the angels again, right? Yeah, they come again. And the triumph is I was surrounded by a lot of people that still to this day, my 911, we know, we know they don't, I don't have to say a thing and they don't have to do anything. So be this person for somebody. They don't have to do anything, but come and be present and sit yep. in the moment whether it's praying with you, whether it's hugging you, whether it's saying nothing at all. Yeah. Just know that 911 means you're the most important person to me right now. And I have those people, again, those angels that surround me, that community that surrounds me. So I'm hoping that others who hear about this trauma don't blame themselves. Yeah. If that's a thought you've had in your mind, don't blame yourself. Yeah get the help you do need yeah and have a plan have a plan for those moments when you know you've had that kind of feeling more than once get a plan talk to somebody about it Stacey thank you for sharing so vulnerably such a touchy topic but such a needed 
topic because more women than admit it really struggle with suicidal thoughts. And you you went past the thought to actually taking action, Uh, but it wasn't your time and God rescued you. And to tell the story, to tell the story. And there is triumph from that. But you know, what, what comes up for me that I want to, what I want to kind of speak about, like what I, what I notice is when we go through trauma, we do get into this trauma brain. I I love that you referenced that more than once where we're not really thinking clearly. We're just in our pain. We're in our suffering. And so in, in some of the things that you said, when you're in trauma brain, ladies, I want to encourage if you're in any kind of a trauma brain or a traumatic season, or you're struggling with things that have been traumatic recently, self-care is so important. I love that you spoke to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you you got the help that you needed. Getting support is so important. Talking to wise counsel is so important. And I think the other thing that was like a recurring theme is to not make major decisions when you're in right. trauma brain, like to not right. allow yourself to make any major decisions in trauma brain because you're not really thinking clearly. No, you're in survival mode. And I think what we got down to um, with my son and I, we said, you know, we're going to do three things this day. Yeah. One is going to get out of bed. Yeah. Two, eat. I had my sister text me all the time. Did you eat? It's lunchtime. Did you eat? Yeah. And then if we achieved one other thing in that day, we could give ourselves grace and, and say, we accomplished something yeah. because it was that hard at times. It was that hard. Yeah. It's like, you also need that grace and that extra gentleness with yourself and with those right. around you. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like taking it easy in mm-hmm. that season, man, that's just so powerful. Um, and then, and then if you're not going through trauma, you said something that I love too. If you're not somebody who's going through trauma, but maybe somebody in your life is, I love that you said, just show up. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Just be present. And you don't need to judge what's going on. It's somebody thinking about suicide. Someone say, well, you don't want to do that because, you know, you'd be leaving so-and-so behind. Right. We know that. Right. The thing is, trauma brain really is a physical, if you go out and look it up, something happens to your brain in trauma and it programs itself all over again. Yeah. And so being there and just listening, that's so hard for us women to do. We want to, we're fixers. <laughs> we're that's fixers. We're just going to fix everything. Yep. But I think what people need in that moment is just be present. Yep. Just fix a dinner with, for them. Just let them sit. And, you know, I don't know how many dinners were brought to us. I know it it was a lot. And my son has a very special diet. So we had women who went out and they found the foods he could eat and they cooked, you know, around his food allergy. And, and you just think about the love that was put into that food. Yeah. And it's overwhelming. They didn't say a thing. They provided something. I mean, I had purposeful living women, uh, a little bit of lipstick on the cup here, but that was left at my door along with them um a basket full of things like candies a nice warm pair of socks yeah how how wonderful is that 
Yeah. How wonderful is that? Just a care package yeah. from Purposeful Living is something that this organization has done for me that, you know, easy to do, we can do for others, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and I, I had a mentor, I have a mentor who said once, um, just show up and shut up. <laughs> just show up and I shut up. Agree. I say that to myself all the time. I'm like, just zip it, Nadine. Like they don't need your opinion. They don't need your advice. No. They don't need your wisdom. If they did, mm-hmm. they'd ask for it. You know, like just show up and shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another friend who, whenever I call her with stuff, she always says to me, and I love this, and I've stolen this from her. She always says, I'm going to make space for all of that for you, Nadine. And I'm always like, oh, thank you. I just need some space for all of these emotions, right? So like, mm-hmm. all we have to do is just make space. Mm-hmm. I love this. Um, yeah. Stacy. thank you for sharing all of it, all of the yuck. And thank you for sharing your triumph. And I'd love to kind of almost like wrap it up with some of the triumphs. Like I'd love to wrap it up maybe with you sharing kind of where you are today and some of the joy and some of the great things that are happening. Um, And then anything else that you'd like to add to the ladies as we wrap it up? Well, you know, as far as adding to it, I I just want people to know, to trust. There are people you can surround yourself that you trust, you know, for those who have a spiritual background, learning to, to trust in the Lord um, was the biggest thing that I've I've come out of this with. What are triumphs? Well, you know, I, I think of peace. How do you find peace? It's not that it is in uh, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. It's not that it is one big thing you're going to run a race and achieve. Um, instead, I think of myself as having a basket over my arm in a valley full of flowers. And I pick one flower and put it in that basket at a time. And I find those small moments of peace and blessings. And that's how you get the triumph. Yes. Again, it's not the medal at the end of the, the marathon. It's the small moments. Um, I think about a mom dropping kids off who's really had a bad morning already getting the kids ready. But then this little person turns to them and goes, I love you, mommy. Yeah. And you go, you know, it's all worth it. Yeah. I I think about, um, you know, just, just the fact I've got a roof over my head, just the fact that I have food on my table, just the fact that I don't deal with so many negatives. I find a blessing in one of those flowers. I find a blessing and that's where the triumphs come. That's where the peace comes in small doses. Beautifully said, ladies, you are a blessing. We love you. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. And we are here for you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose, and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.